Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Most people in America even believe in heaven and hell. But almost all those people don't believe they're going to hell. They're going to heaven. So Jesus actually taught the very same thing you just read from Paul. He used the very same word, many. Let me read it to you. Wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. In other words, the gate to hell, getting the road to get to hell, it's huge. It's rare that if you ask someone if they're going to heaven or hell that they respond with hell. People instinctively desire to avoid going to that place. When you ask them the reason they think they're going to heaven, it's invariably because they think they're good people. Pastor Mark's teaching will inform us that Jesus, as well as the Apostle Paul, stated that most people would in fact end up in hell due to their rejection of Jesus as Savior and Lord. For this reason, it's incumbent upon Christ followers to inform as many people as possible of their need to receive God's offer of salvation through Jesus. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with part 1 of his message, Location, Location, Location. Let us hear your You can turn to Philippians, New Testament, Philippians chapter 3. We're all familiar with a phrase that when repeated three times, it makes sense to you. Here's the phrase. Location, location, location. Let's say it together. Here we go. Location, location, location. I wonder what our sermon is going to be about today. Let's say it. Location, location, location. You see, if you're going to start a business, it's all about location, location, location. If you're going to be buying property, it's all about location, location, location. If you want to go on vacation to a great place, it's all about How about this one? How about this one right here? Hallelujah. How many would like to leave right now? I'm getting a plane and we're going. Beautiful. What a place. I'd like to be there, man, right now. Woo, hallelujah. How about this for a location place? Mm, I don't think so. Just looking at it looks lonely, doesn't it? Who'd want a vacation there? So we're going to discover today... From the Apostle Paul, oh, he's not telling us where to go on vacation. The Apostle Paul is going to teach about a very interesting subject. 
See, everyone after death will end up in one of two locations. Every single one. One is a great location. One is a horrible location. Where you and I end up after we die, heaven, the great location, hell, the horrible location, depends on the decision we make before we die. And we've asked you to turn to Philippians. Paul is writing. We begin in verse 18. For as I've often told you before and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Now, Paul is either talking about Jewish people who didn't believe that Christ was the Messiah, or you had to add their Judaism to Christ, or he's talking about Gentiles who didn't believe in the cross of Christ. You and I will never end up in heaven if we're enemies of the cross of Christ, because the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. And he actually states location. Notice verse 19. Unbelievers... Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. And their mind is on earthly things. Now look at the contrast, speaking of believers, verse 20. But our citizenship, here's the location, is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, When you see eagerly await, often in Paul's writing, he's speaking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. We already know about the first coming. There is a second coming of Jesus Christ. Actually, the second coming of Jesus Christ is two areas. The rapture first and then the actual coming back to the earth. Well, how is Christ going to come back? We see this here. The Lord Jesus Christ, verse 21, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control... In other words, when Jesus comes back to this earth, Satan, who is currently the ruler, will never be the ruler again. And get ready for an amen out there. When Christ comes back, there's not only going to be a change in the earth, there's going to be a change in you and I. Get ready for an amen. Who will transform our ugly, overweight, lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Let's hear a amen. We'll all be on Dr. Oz with our new bodies. It'll be perfect. Well, where is Paul writing from? He's writing from a Roman prison. And he knew the people in Philippi, the church that he's writing to, would understand the point about citizenship. You see, Philippi was a Roman colony. And those who lived in Philippi had their citizenship in far off Rome, even though most of them had never even been to Rome. And yet, Paul is reminding them that this Roman citizenship, by the way, in those days, because Rome was the king of everything, was very highly prized. But what he says to them in verse 20 is, well, you have Roman citizenship, that's terrific. But you have a citizenship that's way better than that. And Paul says your real citizenship 
is in heaven. And so you need to understand that you need to think about that because you should be living differently because you already know where you're going when you die. The first thing I want you to write is this. Christ followers are citizens of heaven. Now that is the ultimate location. It just doesn't get any better than that. Would you turn to a neighbor and just say to them, I'm a citizen of heaven. Would you go ahead and do it right now? Just tell them that. Now you should be proud of that. Now here's the problem. Look at me. Even here on our campuses, some of you just said that, but you're not. Outside this building, most of the world cannot say that. Look at verse 18 again. Paul says, for I've often told you before and now say again, even with, notice the word, tears. Here's the next word. What's the next word? Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Even though Christ followers are heaven bound, we have to understand and be reminded today that most people around us are not headed to heaven. Now, is Paul angry as he makes this as he makes this amazing statement? Paul really is saying many people, unless something changes, are headed to hell. Is he happy about it? Is he condemning them? No. Notice the word before many. What was the word? Tell me. He's crying over the fact that many people were headed to the worst location ever in eternity, a place called hell. You see, so much so, that he begins to define for us why they're headed there and what their issues are. In Philippians 3, I have for you a translation. It's a neat translation, J.B. Phillips, translated the New Testament. And here it is. We're going to talk about it. We're going to leave it up for a few moments. I want us to read it together. Notice what he says. These people, he's talking about the unbelievers, are heading for Utter destruction. He's talking about hell. Why? Their God is their own appetite. Their pride is in what they should be ashamed of. And this world is the limit of their horizon. Paul says, we'll leave that there, look at it, that the unbelievers are earth-focused and headed for destruction. That word destruction simply means eternal separation from God. In other words, Paul says, if something doesn't change, many are future citizens of hell. Many are headed for utter destruction. Hell. Hell is not a word that people like to hear in church. We don't want to talk about it. And yet... All over the world, hell is used every day in conversations. You're familiar with it. You get mad at somebody. 
You're not a believer. What do you tell them? Go to heaven? I don't think so. And how do you say it? Go to hell. No, you put some zip with it. Go to hell. And then we hear things like this. How was the party last night? Oh, all hell broke loose. And living in Florida, we've heard this one. It's hot as hell. Well, how was your first day at work? It was hellish. See, it's okay there. But the minute we bring it into a spiritual setting, don't talk to me about hell. Do you know that Jesus, more than any other teacher in the Bible, any of the other teachers, talked about hell way more than any of them. Did he do it because he was angry? Did he do it because he was condemning people? No. He did it because he loved the whole world. You see, today we discover this. Most people in America even believe in heaven and hell. But almost all those people don't believe they're going to hell. They're going to heaven. So Jesus actually taught the very same thing you just read from Paul. He used the very same word, many. Let me read it to you. Wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. In other words, the gate to hell, getting the road to get to hell, it's huge. But narrow is the way that goes to heaven. And he says this wide gate, listen to what he says. There are many... Who go by it. So why would I teach. On heaven and hell. Why would I teach about the two. Ending locations. After we die. Well the reason I teach it. Is because I teach the Bible. And when we just go through a book of the Bible. When that comes up. That's the truth that God wants to make known. To you and I today. Now for sure. We love to teach about. Um, well, how to manage our money, how to, how to be a good person, how for you and I to be that employee that's great, how to get along with other people, how to forgive. We teach all of those things, how to be a good husband, how to be a good wife, how to be a good parent. So we love to talk about all those things, how you can know the will of God. I mean, like, hello, is there anything more important than that? Well, yes, there is. Even though we talk about all those things that have to do with how we live here, What's more important, Jesus said the same thing, is what happens when we leave here. Now, understand today, my whole goal is for you to change your citizenship from hell to heaven. And for you and I to begin to understand this. Notice the first thing. Not only are they headed to utter destruction, their God is their own appetite. They focus on the temporary and their physical desires. They are their own God. What are they pursuing in the world? They're not pursuing the one true God. They're pursuing possessions and pleasure and power and prestige. Next, their pride is in what they should be ashamed of. These unbelievers glory in their sensual and sexual lifestyles, and they simply ignore the spiritual. And how it should fit together. Now let me take you to South Beach. Tonight. Let me take you to Las Vegas. This weekend. What happens in those cities? Their pride 
is in what they should be ashamed of. What happened to you last night? Man, we got wasted. We had sex with as many people as we could. And there were animals there. And there was everything. And it was van. It was fantastic. Really? The things that the Bible says are abominations to God. You're like proud about? Well, that's exactly right. See, this is 2,000 years ago. It hasn't changed at all. And last, maybe most important, the unbelievers, this world is the limit of their horizon. In other words, their mindset is here. It's only here. Eat, drink, be merry, tomorrow we're dead. It doesn't matter. It's only here. Pastor Mark, we all know about that kind of stuff. Why is Paul writing about it? What should we do? I'm not one of those persons. I'm a Christ follower. My citizenship is in heaven. What should we do? Well, there's plenty we should do. And I want to give you this morning seven keys to write. Number one, write this down if you will. Remind ourselves to think often about our final location, which is heaven. So this is for you and me. We are to remind ourselves to think often about our final location. I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles to Colossians. It's one book behind where you're at. Just one book. Just flip back to one. Colossians chapter 3. As you flip there, I want to ask you a question. When is the last time you thought about heaven? In the last two weeks, has heaven even crossed your mind? Or is everything that you and I are doing just focused on this earth right here? That was a hard question I had to ask myself. See, the questions I asked you, I asked myself before. You know what I did yesterday? I went outside and I just stared up at the sky. I hadn't done that in a while. And I'm not looking at the clouds or seeing what's flying over. I'm thinking about heaven. Do you realize one day we're going to like be there forever? And so when you do that, it gives you what? A very different perspective on all the stuff that's happening right now. Look at Colossians. Paul writes this. Colossians 3 verse 2. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, talking about the second coming we'll talk about next week, then you also will appear with him in glory. You see, there is great benefit from time to time to just stop and think about where we're headed forever. Because where we're headed forever, we're going to spend like a zillion more time than here. If you took a little egg timer today, And you watch, maybe there's a zillion pieces of sand up here. And you watch the first one drop. The first little piece of sand drop. And let's say that's 10,000 years. We've just begun. See, we can't get our mind around that. I mean, here's like, it's almost Christmas. Man, I've been living 85 years. How about 10,000 years and we've just begun? 
So it is good to stop and think about it. C.S. Lewis, great Christian writer, wrote this. Aim at heaven and you'll get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you'll get neither one. So we have to... Paul reminds us while living on the earth, we should set our minds on heaven and eternity. Oh, not all the time, but we need to set our minds on heaven and eternity. We need to remind ourselves that we're pilgrims. We're people in transit. We're on our way to our final location. Our life on earth is simply a short journey. Heaven is where we belong. Heavenly mindset that's focused on that will help influence. It will help soften the difficulties we go through and give us hope for the future of where we're going. Now, how do we set our mind on heaven? Well, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12 that if we'll read God's word, it renews our mind. It changes our thinking. So... Most of you that are listening to me today haven't thought of heaven in the last seven days. But now, it's on your mind. Why is it on your mind? Because I'm teaching you the word of God. So when you do your devotions, you will come across heaven and eternity and ending things and death and all. You will come across those often. And when you do, that's that's the Holy Spirit reminding you To have that mindset that we're simply legal aliens in Florida. We're just moving through. Our final place is heaven. Let me ask you to write this down today because sometimes we forget it. There is nothing permanent about life on earth. There is absolutely nothing permanent about life on earth. That when sin Entered the world, it changed this world. One day we're going to get a brand new heaven, a brand new earth. You see, when we get to heaven, we're going to live forever in paradise. Paradise that you and I have never experienced. Paradise in the truest sense of the world, word. No pain, no suffering, no disabilities, no sin, no death, new bodies, perfection, Everywhere. Now it's interesting. The Bible tells us that Paul took a trip to heaven. He didn't really understand it. In the body, out of the body. But he got a little glimpse of heaven. And when he came back to the earth, Paul couldn't put in writing what it was like. Paul himself says, it's impossible for me to tell you with words that you would understand How amazing that place was. So it was beyond words. When we get there, it's going to be on words that we can even use as a human to express how wonderful heaven's going to be. Today, Pastor Mark put a new spin on the saying, location, location, location. We learned this can apply to our eternal destination, which will be one of two locations, heaven or hell. We were reminded that as Christ followers, our primary citizenship is now in heaven, that we should be spending more time thinking about getting there and inviting others to join us. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching on locations. He will continue to point us towards setting our affections on the things that will survive this earth. We will be reminded that everything that we can see, touch, and taste is going to go away, except the lives around us. We'll be encouraged to focus on people and pointing them to Jesus rather than on things. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.